Well, how many of you are ready this morning? You're just ready. You're ready. You're ready to let God touch your life. You're ready to God. You're ready to go. Good things. Amen. That we just stir our stir ourselves up here, and we just say, "Okay, let's let's just do this. Let's do this." Hallelujah! All right, go to Romans chapter twelve. Praise God. We're going to give you a very familiar scripture here, but then we're just going to take off. Hallelujah! We're going to try to get you into a great victory mindset. We're going to try to get you into a happy mindset. We're going to try to get you so that you start thinking properly and rightly about who you are, what you have, where you're going, what's going on, hallelujah, so that you are not sitting and looking and, and, and about the past, and we're not looking toward the future as if we don't know what is happening, what's taking place, or where we're going, amen? amen. Sometimes we have to shake ourselves and say, okay, wait a minute, who am I? Thank you for your overwhelming response. You've got to figure out who you are and who you are in Christ is probably the most greatest revelation you ever get because you need to know on which side you stand. You know, we talk about apologetics. We talk about defending the faith. The greatest thing that you can do is, is the relationship you have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let it be exciting. Let's fellowship with God. Every time I fellowship with God, you know, he's not wringing his hands. And every time I talk to him, he has, he's not saying that it's getting bad down there. He doesn't see, he, he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't have a sad story. He doesn't have, he's not even concerned. Well, you God doesn't care about me. Me, he's not concerned about me. Mm-mm. God has more faith in you than you have in yourself. God's already done. Do you know that God and the Lord Jesus Christ, they're having a great time in heaven relaxing because God's already did it. Jesus already ratified it. And it's up to you to receive it and you to walk in it and and allow that. And let's bring back the king. Amen. God's already given us everything that pertains unto life and godliness, the Bible says. God's given us everything that we have need of. He's given us freely all things to enjoy. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake. He gave us the down payment of our inheritance, which was the third person of the the Trinity, which was the Holy Spirit, who came to live and to dwell on the inside of us as we were born again, as we made Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives. And so our thought process is to stop thinking of yourself outside of Christ, and let's start thinking of ourselves inside of Christ. Let's start doing what the Bible says and believe what it says. Amen? And let's act like it's so. Amen? Yeah, I'm about to preach in just a few minutes here, I think. Uh, you know, but I, I'm also just, and Greg's going to ask me this question. What's your title? I have no idea because I don't know where I'm going. So we'll figure it out. He always does. He'll just put it on the here in Romans chapter 12. Hallelujah. Let's begin reading at verse one. He said, he said, and so dear brothers and sisters, he said, I plead with you, give your bodies to, to God because all that he has done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice. You know, the King James Version says, I, 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 you know, I beg you, I beseech you, therefore, that you offer your, make your bodies be these living sacrifices. And people think about that, they go, oh, that's going to be so hard, I got to give up, I got to do all that. What did you give up to get what he gave you? You gave up your old ugly self, your old ugly righteousness, your lousy you to get his glorious him. You didn't give up nothing. You got everything. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Only time to get over here. All right. Keep going. Keep going over here. Okay. He says, the kind he will find acceptable. I love that. This is truly the way we should worship him. Then he says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. By changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasant, and perfect. You'll get to know the perfect will of God. King James Version says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you might prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. But I like, I like the, the New Living here when it says, by changing, we want to get you to be a new person by changing the way you think. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, it's not up to you to change the old person. It's up to you to walk in the new person. There's a big different mindset about that. Because if you're always trying to change the bad about you, you're going to think about the bad about you. But if you're all, you're going to try to walk in the new person of you, you're going to start trying to think about the new person of you. Amen. The way you think determines a lot of uh, uh, your life and how we look at the future, how we look at everything is determined, as the Bible says in Proverbs, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I, and I love this little phrase. If what you're thinking doesn't bring life to you and praise unto God, why are you thinking it? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Another question is, is what you're thinking, is it blessing you or cursing you? (laughs) Now I got you thinking. Awesome. That's what we want to do. Because why do people get weary in well-doing? The Bible says don't get weary in well-doing and and you you will reap if you faint not. Okay, don't get weary in well-doing, but yet people get weary. They get tired. You can see that they're just, they're going through the fire. They're going through the, these things here and they're going through the ground. And yes, we live in a world. Amen. We live in, in, in this thing where we can get weary in well-doing. It looks like nothing is working. Doesn't look like nothing is happening. But the problem is, is that it's not out here that you get weary in. You get weary in here and out here defeats you. If you'll take care of here, out here will change. So you got to start doing every little thing as if it means big things. Every little thing is significant. You know, everything you do, if you do it in faith, you believe it has results. Because you believe that your steps are ordered of the Lord. You believe that God is telling you, okay, I got to go to the grocery store, so my steps are ordered of the Lord. Amen? I got to go here. I got to go there. Oh, no, I made a wrong turn. Well, that's okay, because that means my steps are, I got to get over here. I'm going to get at the right place at the right time to meet the right people so that I can let the love of God, the faith of God, the power of God, the presence of God be made manifest everywhere I go. Amen? Amen? Now, think about this. He wrote this down. It's really cool. You need to believe that everything that you do right now is God's training you for how great it's going to be in the future. <laughs> Every day of your life. Every time. You're like, whoo, look at this. Because, see, you know, everybody wants to minimize this new year. Everybody wants to minimize uh, uh, just, you know, it's just God doesn't care. God doesn't change. He doesn't. 
but our attitude, our joy, our revelation of how we get a hold of him, glory to God, changes day by day. We should be going from faith to faith, from strength to strength, and from glory to glory all the time. We ought to have a relationship. You ought to look at your Bible and say, man, I got this brand new relationship. Every time I read this, I'm transformed and changed. Hallelujah, by the word of God. Hallelujah. I'm changed. I'm transformed. Glory to God. This is just God's training me for greater things that are going to take place in the future. I'm believing for this. You ought to be your greatest preacher. You ought to be the most encouraging person you know. Says, well, I just don't have that attitude. You just have this attitude. I know you got to change your attitude. Sorry. Well, I'm just not upbeat. I'm just not that kind of person. I'm an introvert. You're an extrovert. I realize that. But if you were truly an introvert, you'd get excited about yourself. you're born again if you're really looking inside and you're seeing all that happened and you're seeing the holy spirit living and dwelling and you're seeing a new creature in christ jesus and you're seeing how much he loves you how much he wants to use you you'd be like whoa if you could see inside of me you'd just see how big i am you'd see how good i am so he says you're crazy i am but glory to god we don't have time to play we don't have time to play. You know, someone says, what happened? Something great happened? Nothing great happened. Nothing. Something, all kind of crazy things are going on. But you know, when you change your mindset about things, when you begin to look at the word of God and you change what, you know, the enemy's trying to do, glory to God, it changes you and it brings an energy and an excitement and a joy. Amen. It just, it does this. See, because here's the thing, when you attach faith, I shared last Wednesday, and I, you know, we didn't, we just recorded. It wasn't, you know, getting shown or anything. But I talked about we've got to stay in some places. The number one place we've got to stay in is we've got to stay in faith. And you can't stay in faith if you don't have joy and peace. Amen. So as you meditate on God and you talk to the Lord, say, "Okay, Lord, what do we need to do here? You know, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? How do I need to do this? Amen. Because here's the big key, and I've shared this before, but I'm gonna share it again. There is a big difference in believing in Jesus than believing like Jesus. I'm going to say it again until you get it. It's a big difference in believing in Jesus than believing like Jesus. How did Jesus act? How did he, what did he believe like? What did Jesus believe like? Oh, gosh, there's a storm. There's a storm. And the disciples are like, don't you care that we die? He's back there sleeping. What are you doing waking me up? He gets up and says, where's your faith? And he rebukes the storm and says, peace, be still. Bam. And they're like, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> okay. Who is this dude in the boat? <laughs> Amen. They believed in Jesus. They just didn't believe like Jesus. I can't give a better analogy. Okay. As we got all kinds of Christianity. We, got all kinds of, we believe in Jesus. We love Jesus. We love the word. We believe in the word, but we don't believe like the word. And we don't believe like Jesus. We don't take the word and say, bam, here's what God says. Here's what the word of God says. Here's what we need to take hold of. Here's what it is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because here's the thing. We don't believe that what we believe is more important than what we do. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Believe it or not, what you believe is far greater than what you do. 
Because most people, they line up what they do, and that's what they say they believe, but yet your believing will affect your doing. But the key is, it's more important what you believe than what you do. Because what you believe will change what you do. What you believe will change you on the inside. Amen? It'll change you. It'll transform you. And you'll be like, how can somebody who doesn't do anything be so happy? Amen. And I'm not saying you're not supposed to do anything. You're supposed to do because God, God wants to release things through you. But what I am saying, it is far more important for me for what I believe than what I'm doing. Amen. And I mean, it takes faith to trust God to make things better and to believe for the best. Amen. You got to trust God. You got to have faith. Faith believes for the best. Faith always believes the best. Amen. I mean, we talk, we sang up here. The joy of the Lord's my strength. The joy of the Lord's my strength. Most people don't know what the joy of the Lord is. And, and I'm going to help you, okay? I'm going to help you. <laughs> I'm going to help you. <laughs> Sometimes my southernness comes out a little bit there. Anyways, I'm going to help you. The joy of the Lord is your relationship with the Lord. You have as much joy as you have fellowship and relationship with him. You have as much joy as you know that what he'll do in your life. You have as much joy as the confidence you have that he will answer your prayers. You have as much joy to know that God is right there with you. Amen. That what you believe. Your joy is tied to your beliefs. Amen. It's tied to what we believe. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. See, see my faith's not tied to me feeling anointed. Even though I feel anointed. I like that feeling. Amen. But my faith's not tied to my feeling anointed. My faith is tied to I am anointed. Because God anointed you. He said that he who has anointed you is God. Second Corinthians chapter 1. God's anointed us. God's anointed you. What do you mean by that? God has appointed you and anointed you. He's given you his presence, his spirit, so that you will never fail. So that you can always receive the end of your faith. You can always receive the things that God has for you. Amen. Hallelujah. See, that's why we can sing that song. Even when I don't see that he's moving, I know that he's moving. Y'all sing it real powerfully. Until when he's not moving. And you're like, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? Where's God? (laughs) See, because here's the key. You've got to walk around and, and, and serve and minister out of peace and out of joy on the inside, not about what you see on the outside, whether you see it going on or what you see happening or what you see taking place. Glory to God. And you've got to believe that you're a child of God and that, believe it or not, your prayers are effective, they're powerful, that what you do, that, that God, what you say and do matters. Your voice matters. Your voice matters. Amen. It does. We've got to stir our hearts up. Because here's the thing. We get defeated in the response of things instead of what the thing is actually doing. We let our first response be our last response. But aren't you glad that your first response doesn't have to be your last response? Don't let your first response defeat you. I mean, Sarah's first response was, (laughs) you got to be kidding. I ain't having no baby. What's the matter with you folks? This is crazy. And then when they confront her, he say, you laugh. Oh, no, I didn't laugh. <laughs> See, let me lie about it. But say, our first response can be, oh, my God, I don't know. Our first response can be, ah, but don't stay there. 
Say, I had a first response. I'm so glad that my first response is not my last response. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm so glad my first response doesn't, it doesn't determine the outcome of it. Amen. So I said, yeah, but that was in doubt and unbelief. Absolutely doubt and unbelief. Fear the whole nine yards. See, if it doesn't not bother you, no, because I'm human. Amen. Because <laughs> here's the key. I don't want to just try to be strong in the beginning of the, of the test or trial, the beginning of things. I'm going to finish strong in faith. I don't care about the starting. I'm going to be the finisher. How I start, I might be slow. It might not be a big thing, but I'm going to finish strong and I'm going to receive the end of my faith. Hallelujah. Go, go, go over to uh, First Peter, if you would. You know, now this could be challenging because I'm thinking King James and reading New Living. So, hallelujah. Okay. Amen. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. Amen. It's always good. Glory to God. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Father. It is First Peter. I'm, I'm right. I'm right. I think it's First Peter. I was looking over in Second Peter just to make sure. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, First Peter chapter one. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at verse six, and I'm going to read out of the New Living, and then I'll probably quote it to you out of the King James, because here's what happens to us. So we've got to change our mindset. We think, well, yeah, I'm going through it. Okay, you're going through it. And it messed you up for a little bit. Now stop. Let's change. Our first response stunk. It's not a good response. Let's change it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look what he says here. He said, so be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. I'm trying to tell you there's wonderful joy ahead. And the world's trying to tell you there isn't. But there is. For the church, there's wonderful joy ahead. Listen, we're going to get to bring back the king. We're going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. Listen, I don't care what anybody else says. Yes, there's going to be bumps, turbulence, all kinds of ships going to get tossed. Waves are going to look like they're going to wipe you out. The wind's going to blow. But we're going to be like Jesus. Because we're not going to you know, believe in Jesus, but we're going to believe like Jesus, even though we do believe in Jesus, but we're going to believe like Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, let's go to the other side. He goes sit back there and goes to sleep. Disciples like there's wind, there's waves. They go back and they wake up and say, don't you care? We're perishing. We're going to die. She said, wait a minute. I said, we're going to the other side. I said, the church is going to get brighter and brighter. The word of God says, we're going to finish. The word of God says we're going to be glorious. We're going to be a glorious church. We're going to be a triumphant church. We're going to be a church without spot or wrinkle. Some of you got to get ironed. Let's keep going here. Okay, come on. Don't turn to the left or the right. Nobody knows that. Be quiet. I always look down. Here we go. Look what it says here. So be truly glad there's a wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. 2 Corinthians 4, 17. But this light affliction... It's just for a moment. It doesn't even bother me. Amen? 
Romans says that this thing that we're going through, this great affliction we're going through, doesn't compare to the eternal weight of glory. Doesn't it compare to what God has in store for us? Amen? See, I don't know about you, but I'm preaching me happy and I'm having a great time. Anyway, let's keep going here. Let's keep going. All right? Even if you have trials for a little while, these trials will show you or show that your faith is genuine. Woohoo! Come on now. See, James said, show me your faith by your words, but I'll show you my faith by my actions. But you'll never have an action if you don't have the word. <laughs> See, because how many know that right feelings, right experiences all come from right beliefs? I'm going to say it again. Y'all just a little nervous. You get a little slow catching on this one. Right, right feelings, right experiences all come from right believing. Amen. Amen. And now, you know, you want to have genuine faith. Well, so how do I know if I'm in faith? Do you believe it? Let me give it to you a really good example. You know, you get a report, sickness or disease, and you're wondering, okay, should I do what they say or should I not do what they say? You know, instead of settling things in your heart, what should I do? Should I go to the doctor? Should I do this? Should I do all that? Listen, if you're wondering, you're fluffing, you go to the doctor. You let them help you until your faith gets big enough to help you. Simple. That's not hard. Y'all got nervous on that. Y'all got, oh, made you guys, knocked you down. See, it's not no faith whether you take the aspirin or don't take the aspirin. But if you're going to believe in something, you're going to do it. Believe it. It's going to help believe it. Amen? See, we want to we always try to put God in a box here or do things. We want to, listen, how do you know when you mean it? If you know when you're telling the truth, guess what? You're in faith. Okay, because you actually believe it and you're going to act on it. Amen. Amen. Come on, we got to raise you up again. Look at this says here. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so that when your faith remains strong through many trials... Isn't that wonderful? You found out this morning you're going to go through many trials, many turbulence, and your faith is going to be strong, and you're going to be able to stand strong. Having done all to stand, guess what? Stand, and you'll see the salvation of God. You're going to stand strong. You'll see the enemy be defeated. You'll see the hand of God upon your life, and you're going to come out on the other side. Amen? Notice what he says here. He says, your faith remains strong through many trials. It will bring you much praise and glory and honor. On the day when Jesus is revealed to the whole world, it'll bring you much praise, much honor, much glory. Hallelujah. Now, let's keep reading. You love him even though you have never seen him. Amen. I love that. Though you do not see him now. Like, God, where are you? Look at this. This is happening. That's happening. I can't see you. What's the next little phrase? You trust him. You trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. I could barely hear you singing. I said, well, I didn't know the song. You know the words. She sings it through five times. You should get it by the third time at least. I know you're smart. I know you can do this. Come on. Hallelujah. Y'all doing okay. You're not having fun. I'm just having fun. 
I'm having fun. I, I haven't even got off the first page of my notes. I got six pages here. Amen. But I'm having fun. I knew I wasn't going to get to teach this morning. I mean, I was praying last night. God, I really prayed and everything. And just through a turn of events, and I just, I said, well, God, obviously, you want to just do some kind of crazy thing this morning. So we're just going to let you do it. And, let you, and I'm going to have fun in the process. I've learned that he can do more with one word than I can do with five, six pages of notes. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said that you'll rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. The re- now, now, keep that one up there, guys. Don't, 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 don't leave that one right there because that's where we're going. This is, what we're, this is the whole Chris. This is everything right here. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your mind. It'll be the salvation of your thoughts. It'll be the salvation of your emotions because your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And if you'll trust him, your salvation, what is that salvation? means glory to God. Hallelujah. I can begin to trust my emotions. I can begin to trust what I'm thinking. Hallelujah. Hey, guess what? My will's wrapped up in his will. I actually am enjoying I want to do this. It's not I have to do it. I get to do it. I get to do this. Oh, I'm at the right place. It changes everything. And yet I had to go through a bunch of tests and trials to get here. But the reward of trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. It's going to change your thinking. We've got to change how we look at this, how we come into it, how we see what God is doing within our lives. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> guess what? God is leading you from where you're at to where he promised you should be. God is leading you from where you're at. He's leading us from where we're at to where he promised we should be. I look at the word of God and I see all these things. I say, God, you put all the heroes in here. You put all these people that trusted you. Look what you did in their lives. Yes, they had to go through things, but look what you did. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to see the hand of God. God, you're going to do these things. I see what you said. I want that. Amen. Well, if I want that, I got to stand true. I got to take hold of the word of God. How did it? Because I'm not working for God. I'm working with him. We're together. We're in this thing together. We're doing this. Amen. And here's something too. This is going to help you for this year. Don't let whatever you had to go through last year, or don't let what you had to go three years ago, four years ago, don't let what you had to go anything in the past. Don't let a season of difficulty or a season of, uh, of, of frustration or a you know, difficult season define who you are. Yes. Amen? It's not up to you to fix the old one. It's up for you to walk in the new one. Because you've been trying to fix you for all these years. You can't fix you. Okay? But you can walk in a new you. You can walk in a new you. Amen? You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Let's walk in light of the truth. Amen? Hallelujah. You need to, every day, you need to see God new. You need to stay and see God in every single thing you do. And see God every day. See his goodness, his gracious, everything he's Stay in the moment. Stay engaged with what God's doing because there's no limits to what God can do in you. And there's no limits to what you can do in Christ. 
Amen. There isn't. There is nothing. I mean, glory to God. We can allow this. Amen. How do we do that? We attach faith to every decision that we make. We attach faith to every action that we do. The Bible says if you don't do it in faith, it's sin. Whatever, the Bible says this, Romans, whatever is not of faith is sin. So you got to ask yourself, can I do this in faith? Can I do this? Do I believe? Can I do this? Am I, if what's coming out of my mouth, is it what does I truly believe? Don't deceive your heart. That's how most people get messed up is they say things they really don't believe. Amen. Don't ever do that. Stop. Say, no, no. Now, I know you got to be nice. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not talking so much about that. Say, oh, isn't that beautiful? No, that's as ugly as it can be. But I'm trying to say, you know, it, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> you got to be a little diplomatic, be a little political here somewhere. It's good. You know. Amen. You, you got, hallelujah. Glory to God. And here's one of the things that we've, what's happened to us since 2020, okay? It's one of the biggest things that happened to the body of Christ. It happened to everybody since 2020 when things went south and went sour and things didn't happen in, in, in a lot of natural things, but things went sour for the church. It went, great fear came upon the whole world is this, is that our vision for the future totally changed because we knew that everything changed how we go places how we do things how we function how we everything changed it became fear-based everything became a fear-based uh you don't do that oh if you do this you're going to be this oh you you could be this you could be that you could you know you know everything was that everybody operated out of fear and so our future became very clouded and so what happened is, because our future became very clouded, you know, <laughs> what we saw stopped us from even enjoying the present. I wrote it down like this, and this is what the Lord said. He said, listen, your vision for the, your future is going to give you the power you need for the present. So it's my vision for the future of what I see, where we're going. That's why, you know, I remember I shared a message and said, listen, our, we, nothing, which is what doesn't change for us, where we're headed, where we're going, what we're doing. We still have the great commission. We're still headed for heaven. We're still headed for Jesus's return. We're still preaching the gospel. We're still doing everything we know to do because that doesn't change. Amen. Everything else around us may change, but our mission never changes. Amen. But see, our vision for the future is giving us the power for our present. And so we stopped functioning and we started existing. But we're not existing anymore. Amen. We stopped, we, a lot, many of us stopped that a long time ago. But now all of us are going to stop it. And we're going to see the hand of God. We're going to see what God says. Amen. And you're going to believe that who God says you are, not Amen? What your past says you were. Your past doesn't define you. Amen? You're not defined by the season in which you came through. Amen? You're defined by what you believe. And you are who God says you are. You have what God says you have. And you can do what God says you can do. Hallelujah. Because, see, I'm not called to fix my old life. I'm a new creature. I'm called to walk in new life. 
I'm called to walk in the newness of life. I'm called to walk in the new life that's in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And to allow him to mold me and make me into the person he wants me to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And here's the wonderful thing about it. He said, I don't have to do it by myself. His grace. Hallelujah. His spirit. Hallelujah. He gave me his Holy Spirit. He made me a new creature in Christ Jesus. And he said, his grace is sufficient. I can walk in his strength, his life. Hallelujah. I don't have to do it by myself. Glory be to God. You know, when you find it tough, it's because you decided to push him off the throne. Amen. I found myself, you know, man, that's one of the reasons that, you know, I mean, my wife uh, loves the New Living. And so, it ha- and one of the reasons I, I went to start reading the, the whole New Living translation, because after reading the King James for many, 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 many years, New King, all that stuff, it was easy to already say, oh, I know what it says. Here's the scripture. I could quote most of it. And that was the thing. I got complacent. All of a sudden, I decided, you know, uh, a while back when I started to do this thing I said you know what I'm going to fall in love with my Bible again I'm going to fall in love with my Bible again you know I'm in a new season being in love with the word of God <laughs> I mean I, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life I can say that because I lived it <laughs> amen but I'm in a new season I declare I'm changed every time I open my Bible. And here's the key. I'm not afraid to fall down while I'm learning. I'm not afraid to say I need to learn new things, even though I've been doing this for 45 years, constantly reading up, constantly talking, constantly preaching, and I'm more excited now to preach the gospel than ever. And, and, and the more I read it, the more I, I don't know it. So it's like, holy cow, there's so much going on. Why in the heck did they say it that way? Why did they do it this way? What are they doing? And I'm not afraid to fall down while I'm learning. You know, it's, a, it's a lie. You can't teach an old dog new tricks if you want to. If he wants to learn. If you beat him hard. No, if you don't do it. It's like, hey. Just got to get you guys. You go. I'm throwing out lots of things, and you're like, oh, 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 oh. it's all good. I'm believing something's going to stick. But here's it. Here it is. Let's 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 just kind of wind this thing around here. I don't know if we're going to get into the next four pages of notes or not. Uh, not that I care about. Nothing. I'm looking. I'm just just. I don't even know why I look down at them at times. It just kind of. It, it just helps me get a little bit refocused. But I just want you to know that you're this, and this is you too, that you are so much more successful on the inside than you are on the outside. And if you'll acknowledge that, if you'll acknowledge that God's working in you, you're not perfect on the outside, but if you'll acknowledge that God's working on you, hallelujah, it'll change you. See, we've got to have some victory mindsets. Not just victory mindsets, but we've got to have some Bible mindsets. We've got to think in line with what God said we are as the church. You know, I have a very old sermon that I've preached many, many times because it's just, it helps me. And the Lord began to remind me of it. And he said, you know, if you want to make this thing a part of your life, then you've got to get it in these areas of your life. Amen. You got to get it in these areas of your life. And so as I was looking at it, I guess the Lord, that's, that's an old one. That one might not even be on any of these computers here. 
He said, well, you got it in your heart. I said, I know that, but it'd be better if you could help me. So he found it for me. So I was pretty excited about that. Amen. And now I got to look back where it is. It's right here. But here's the thing. If you want to make this new way of thinking or begin, it's not really new. It's just thinking in line. If you want to change your life to what God wants it to be and you want to see the hand of God in your life, then you've got to get that some new thought processes, some new things. And when I say that, you just got to say, you know what? The first time you say, I am who God says I am, I'm a child of God. God loves me. He loves me. I'm God's very own child. Amen. And once you start getting, just like Jesus loves me, this I know, once you get this on the inside of you, it changes everything. But the very first area you got to get it in is you got to get it in your prayer life, talking to God about it and say, God, I, I, you said this, but I don't believe it. And he's like, but I said it. So you should believe it. And you got to convince yourself that what God said is greater than what you believe right now. And you got to start believing what God says over what you're thinking in your life. You got to get it in your prayer life. You got to get it in your conversation with God first because you got to know that's what he says about you. That's what God talks about you. God doesn't say that you're nothing. God doesn't say that you can't. God says you can. God says you're something. God says, I sent my son. You were so precious. I came after you. And if you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, he, he did because the Bible says we can't come to him unless the Holy Spirit draws us. So if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God wanted you. He wanted you. He desired, and he still wants you. And he still desires you. And he wants, you got to get, so when you talk to God, it's not, oh God, please, I blew it. Yes, confess, repent. Glory to God, admit it, quit it, forget it, and go and sin no more. Okay? That's it. Stop. Quit wallowing in your mistakes. Quit wallowing in your, the problem. Quit wallowing in, oh, but look at this. This happened. They did this. They did that. Who cares about that? We don't care. It's us. It's you. You got to get it in your prayer life. Amen? But not only you got to get it in your prayer life, you got to get it in your thought life. You got to start thinking about this. You got to start thinking about yourself a little better. Now, I know the Bible says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Glory to God. I wish there was more people that would think like that. In the body of Christ, we don't have very many that are doing that. They aren't. In fact, most people who are bragging about themselves have the most lowest self-esteem that I've ever seen. Because they're so afraid if you actually really knew them, you would hate them. Or you wouldn't really like them. But God's not talking about that. God's talking about you got to get in your thought about what he said about you. This isn't who and how. You're not this self-made person. You're a God-made person. Amen? So you got to get it in your prayer life. You got to get it in your thought life. You got to get it in there. Say, yeah, but that's, that's hard. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Because the only way to change what you're thinking is to speak. So that means not only you got to get it in your prayer life, in your thought life, you actually got to get it in your mouth. Faith is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. Faith's got to be in your mouth first for whatever gets to your heart. Yes. <laughs> oh, rapata, hallelujah, Lord. See, because we can shout, we can get excited, because we, but we got we to not only, but we got to train ourselves to think differently in line with the word of God. We don't think like the world thinks. Amen. Remember, we're going to get joy unspeakable and full of glory. We're going to get this where it's joy. Glory is inexpressible joy because we go through some things. But glory to God, we're going to see that we're trusting in him. And it's the salvation of our souls. It's the salvation because that's what needs to get saved. 
Your spirit's alive unto God. You're going to make heaven praise God. But God doesn't want you to live defeated and beat up and, and, and not receive the things that he has right now. We are the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. We are the ones. We're the voice. We are the church. We're the church. We're supposed to be letting people know how great the church is. Amen? You're going to have to get it in your, in your, in your mouth. You're going to have to get it in talking about it. Say, can I tell you what God is doing in my life? You need to have a testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. Because people need to hear the good news. Glory to God. And here's another area where you got to get it. We're closing. We're getting, we're winding this thing up. I promise. I think. I don't know how many closings that is, but there's only one finish. Okay. Not only do you got to get in your prayer life, get in your thought life and get it in your confession or your mouth life, but you have got to get it in your praise life. Folks, I believe with all my heart, I mean, every person, I, and I shared this on Wednesday, you know, all the, the prophets and the prophetesses and all the people that are, every, everybody has a, something to say about 2024, I have catchy things on, but everybody that I've listened to and everybody that I, I just kind of, I just, I did a broad thing, I said, I want to listen, not that I would even follow, but I just bounced around the internet and bounced around YouTube and all those different places and all the different things, and everybody that I listened to, and I listened to several, several because I wanted to hear, okay, what are they saying? You know, everybody gets in, oh, this is one person, you know, but what was it? Is there a thread? Is there something that every one of them is saying? Because that's probably God. If every one of them got one thing right, it probably is a connectivity there. And every single one of them talked about that worship and praise for 2024 was going to be a big key in everything. Every one of them. From all different camps. I mean, we're talking people who hate each other that are prophesying about things and they're saying the, the same thing concerning praise and worship and becoming what's going to take place. And that was the theme all the way through. So if you don't get it in your praise life, if it doesn't excite you to sing and to worship, and listen, y'all ought to just be so blessed that you got me as your pastor who can't sing but who sings as loud as he can, off key, does everything. If you were up here, you'd be like, dude, you can't sing next to him, but I don't care because I'm not worshiping you. I'm not singing for you. I'm singing to God and I'm going to always open my mouth and I'm going to worship God. Hallelujah. I mean, you're going to need to pray for Pastor Pamela, okay? Because she's trying to be really and, and get me into work. And she'll start something and I'll just start singing. And she'll be like, stop! I, I, I'm trying to get this. this I got to transpose. I got to get it. Stop! And I'm just belting it out. I get up early to go pray and I'll start singing. And she's like, hey, you know, and, I, and she's just like, oh, gosh, God bless you. She said, it's so sweet. You're down there worshiping God. But boy, is it hard to sleep when you're worshiping God. And I'm like, oh, I'm, was I loud? Of course I'm loud. I'm, I'm loud all the time. What are we talking about? So that, you, none of you should be inhibited. What I mean, none of you should be. I mean, you say, oh, God, Pastor Mark, if he can do it, glory to God. He doesn't care. I don't. And I'm not going to stop. Amen. I have people in the grocery store tell me, say, are you going to do that the whole time you're walking in here? I said, what am I doing? She said, well, you're making noises. I said, I'm worshiping God. I do know it is a noise. It is. But it's blessing me. Because why? Because I got it in my praise life. Here it is. Let's close with all this. If, (laughs) I promise. Hallelujah. We'll just do what we got here. Is this. You got to get it in your prayer life. You got to get it in your thought life. Amen. 
You got to get it in your, in your mouth. You got to begin to speak things that get in your confession life. You also got to get it in your praise life. Because when you do those things there, it will become a way of life. And all of a sudden, you'll be a new person. You'll be a new creature. You'll be a new person. And people will say, you're not even the same person you used to be. You, don't, you have joy. You have peace. You have life. I mean, you believe in yourself. And you believe in what God is doing. And God's leading you. God's directing you. And then you'll begin to see a new life begin to come forth. You'll begin to see this thing take place. All of a sudden, it'll change everything. Hallelujah. It'll change your perspectives. Instead of looking at going, man, look at this, you'll go, glory to God, it's a time for God to move. It's a time for God to work. Wow, guess what God's going to, man, this is chaos is going on. What's God going to do in the midst of chaos? Hallelujah, the Holy Spirit's about to speak. Because when there was chaos covered the earth, the Holy Spirit spoke, God said some things, and the Holy Spirit did, so God's about to speak. God's about to say, and he's going to speak to us, and God's about to use me to be right in the middle of, to be the blessing that he needs me to be. God's going to direct me. God, so there's miracles. Miracles, signs, and wonders going to come. Amen. Miracles, signs, and wonders are going to take place. So you get ready. Get ready. I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm trying to stir you up to believe that what God says is yours. Amen. Hallelujah. Bow your heads. Go ahead, Miss Carol. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Believe it. Believe it. But not only believe it, but receive it. Receive it. Receive my love for you this morning, says the Lord. Receive the word that's been spoken. Not only think, oh, could it be or can it be, but yes, it is. Yes, it is. Many times we hear things that are too good to be true, and they are. But there's nothing from my word that is ever true good to, or too true to be good. It is always true. It is always true. And it is always good. Taste and see that I am good, says the Lord. Try me. Prove me, says the Lord. To see that if I'll not open the windows of heaven, to see that I'll not save your souls. Trust in me. Trust. You've done your thing. You've done your way. Now let's do it my way, says the Lord. Let's do it my way. Which simply is this. Let's think that what I say is true. Let's believe what the word says about you is true. Because everything I've said about you is true, says the Lord. Everything. And everything I've said about this time and this moment and this very time in eternity is true. And this is the church's finest hour. It's our finest hours for those that are here. 
to walk out the truth, to walk in joy, to walk in peace. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. If you'll see, if you'll actually see by the hand of faith and by the spirit of faith of what I really want to do, and it seems so far out there, so much more than what could really take place in your life, that you may not have faith to reach it at this moment, but as what was said and done and what was spoken here is that that is where I want you to be. And that is where I'll take you if you'll let me. And don't think your life is past. Don't think I'm too old. Because your latter days can be far greater than even your former days, just in the moments of times. Because of what I'm doing in you and the words that you're speaking in you, you can see me speaking through you. Because there are generations in which you need to touch. There are family members that you need to touch that you're going to see what God can do because of your obedience of where you're at right now. So now's not a time to get so serious to try. No, now's the time to trust and to rely on my grace and my anointing that's going to be upon your life. So it is time to rejoice It is time to thank. It is time to praise. It is time to say, God loves me. God wants me. And God desires to use me. And he does. And he does. And he does. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you always want to bring it to us and bring it down home to us. Father, as this is, these are my, this is Harvest Bible Church, and I'm their pastor. This is, you know, my flock per se. These are the folks. These are these are the ones you love so dearly. And Lord, you've stirred a heart. You've stirred my heart so much, and I've endeavored to try to stir their hearts, to get them to see that God has a plan and a purpose for their lives, and it, and it's a, it's a joyful plan. It is, because when they recognize this then they'll not let the enemy or anything steal their joy, not steal their peace, and they're going to put faith in everything they do. And when they do, they're believing that God's hand is upon it. So, Lord, thank you for that. Now, we've talked to the church, but now I want to shift gears just a little bit, Lord. If there's anybody here that says, man, that sounds great, what you said sounds really good, but how can I be a part of it? Because if you've not made Jesus the Lord of your life, God's drawing you. That's why you're here this morning. That's why you're here. God's drawing you here. Or he's, he's told you, hey, I want you to come home. You may have come home. And you may need to hear that God's not mad at you. Because he's not mad at you. God loves you. He cares for you. He's drawing you in. He wants you to be born again. He, or he wants you to come home and, and, and get forgiveness. He wants you to confess your sins. Because he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. And cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So if you're here this morning or if you're watching. Hallelujah. Glory to God, or if you're watching and you're here, hallelujah. And you say, you know what, Pastor, I need prayer. I need to come home. Or I need to come to Jesus for the very first time. And that's awesome to do because that's what it's all about. God's drawing you. If that's you and you're here, just raise your hand. Let's pray. Let me pray for you. Glory to God. God loves you. He cares. He really does. He really, really does. You know, if you say, well, I'll, I'll do that. God, God loves it when you acknowledge him. 
He wants you to acknowledge Him. Don't think I'm okay because I was this or that. No, you know if you're okay. You know, do you have a real relationship with Jesus? Because yes, I want you to believe in Him, but I also want you to believe like Him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, Father, we believe that each and every person in here, that's why this message was for them. It's for the body of Christ. And that's what I do because I'm a pastor. Hallelujah. I minister to them. And I thank God, Father, there are those that get born again. But thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For getting the church saved. Thank you for saving our souls. Thank you, Father God, the salvation of our souls, the salvation of our mind, our will, and our emotions, that we can think in light of what you want us to think. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That we have the right mindset. That we have the right mindset. That we're thinking right. Thinking right. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Father, I just take authority over strongholds right now. Just feel in my, in my head right now. The enemy has lied to people so much. They think they can't change or they think they can't. That thought process. Oh, there's too much. It's too much hurt. I can't forgive. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because let me just share with you. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. Yeah, but I didn't do anything wrong. Why do I need it? You need forgiveness so you can be set free. That's why you forgive others so that you're not held in bondage by what they did or what they said. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness, it sets you free. It sets you free from the pain. It sets you free from the actions. It sets you free from the consequences. So when you forgive, and you truly do, and you release, you release those emotions, you release the pain and the anger, you're the one that benefits. Forgiveness isn't for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. That's why we forgive. That's why we walk in light of the word of God because it sets us free. So right here, right now, let's just get that out of the way. Let's just don't bring the baggage of last year into this year. Let's don't bring the baggage of yesterday and mess up today. God loves you, cares for you. Amen. He loves you so much. And he's wanting you to be free today. I don't care how bad it was. I don't care what was taking place. God can heal. God can restore. God can do it. Let him do it right now. Right now. Let him do it. Just let him do it right now. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, we've talked about how exciting and how wonderful and I've got you. But you know what? Hallelujah. The greatest joy is when you're free. Hallelujah. No more bondage. No more hurt. No more pain. He loves you. He loves you so much. Cares. He does. In fact, all of us in this room, you know, if you talk to us, all of us have a story. Open up your heads. Lift up your heads. Open your eyes. Don't open up your heads. That's not good. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your heads and open up your eyes, okay? Amen. I just really felt impressed. Listen, it's so vitally important because it's so hard to think positively or think good and think in line with the Word of God when you've got hurts and pains. Amen. But your answer's in your heart. Your answer is in your forgiveness. It is. And your answer is in your heart to believe. 
Amen? Because you determine your joy. Nobody else does. You determine your peace. You determine. See, because what you choose determines which way you're going. It determines your destiny. Because what you choose to do with it, the word that you choose to take hold of will choose to control. But see, but what you choose will start controlling your life. Remember what they said in the old covenant, choose you this day who you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Who's on the Lord's side? So choose you this day to walk in forgiveness. Choose you this day to serve him. And life will be totally changed. Amen. I mean, it's exciting. I'm telling you, this is going to be a phenomenal year for the glory and the presence of God. The church is going to do great. Is the world going to get crazier? Yes. Is there going to be bumps and turbulences? Yes. Praise God. That means your boat's not going to smooth sail. Amen. It means there's going to be bumps. There's going to be waves. Glory to you. You're going to have to rebuke the waves. You're going to have to speak to the storms. Isn't that a blast that you get to use your faith? Hallelujah. That's awesome. That's what we're going to do. Amen. God loves you. I love you so much. And like I said, I just wanted to stir you out. I wanted to change your thinking. The past is the past. We're done. It's not up to us to fix the old guy. It's up to us to walk in the new guy. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to invite our prayer team to come down. Hallelujah. And then the rest of us, you can all stand up. We'll get ready to go. Be blessed. I want you to invite you all back for Wednesday. All of you out there, we love you. Hallelujah. We're not broadcasting Wednesday, so we'll see you next Sunday. I love you. God loves you. Prayer team, come forward. All of you, you are dismissed. Be blessed. Amen.